just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you until the top of the hour. With us, our friend Chuck Crosby from the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck and his team anytime, day or night, at 499-6360. Not only does he do closings, he does wills and a variety of other things. You don't get into estate planning, do you, Chuck, just out of curiosity? No, that would require a certain knowledge of taxes, and I just don't, uh, don't have that. Got it. Understood. Understood. No, <laughs> no, just anymore. Also here, in for Randy Rocky, who's off today, um, is Andrew Wilson, who's a loan officer over at Swan Financial. They do a fabulous job getting the loan to the closing table, and you can reach Andrew directly at 270-933-2280, and we will be giving out Andrew's number uh, multiple times throughout the show. So, Andrew, Chuck, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, you can reach me, Bob Sipil, or any time on my cell phone, 376-5483. Son Greg has the morning off because it's already working, so it's really not off. He's actually working. Uh, the big top news story this week, as anticipated, the Federal Reserve raised short-term rates by uh, 0.75 basis points, which is basically three-quarters of a point, which is another big jump. So, Andrew, how does that directly affect for, because I know we got a lot of people wondering, interest rates, they actually jumped up last week to above 6%. How's that going to impact interest rates in the long term? Will it go up? Will it go down? Do we even know? Uh, you know, I, I think that's a great question. Um, I, I think the the real answer is we, we don't know. Last time that there was a rate hike, uh, rates did not go up the full three quarter percent that we thought they would. There was a little bit of uh, the banks prematurely priced some of that in there uh, before the actual hike. So it, it wasn't as bad as what we thought. Um, rates are cyclical. Uh, what goes up will come down. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I think we've seen that um, historically. So um, short term, I do think interest rates are going to rise. Eventually, I do think they'll come back down. So. All right. Well, that's good news for uh, for anybody who's a buyer. It certainly has slowed down the market in terms of homes selling. For sellers, you'll still get your price. may not be as much or multiple offers, but you're going to get a good price because uh, that's just the way things work. But for buyers, this gives you a chance to have an even shot at buying a home that you like. We move over to Chuck Crosby with our questions. You know, we're doing this Zoom show because we're still in the COVID atmosphere, even though the president says COVID is now a thing of the past. We are still doing it via Zoom, which means you have a question, send me an email, bob at com, And then what happens is uh, in the subject line, put the radio question, put the actual question in the body, comes to me, we use it on the air, and uh, we get the answers from people like Chuck Crosby. And Tommy writes in, he heard our show last week. We talked about water problems. Tommy's neighbor's house and land drain onto Tommy's property, it creates a small pond in the backyard when there are heavy rains. So Tommy wants to improve that part of his property to create a playground area for his kids, Chuck. But the water problem is a concern. And he's wondering, how does he address this with his neighbor? And he asks, is this another high diplomacy issue? Yeah. I mean, uh, did the neighbor recently do anything that changed the water flow? Uh, if there was something that they have done that changed the water flow that could be, you know, damaging his property? Well, yeah, there may be something along the, you know, those lines you could go after. Uh, normally, if there's drainage issues, 
um, such that you have uh, standing water in the back, always best check with MSD. Maybe there's something that uh, is part of their plan that they have to go back and fix. Saw something like that a couple weeks ago uh, where everybody was you know, saying, hey, wait, the water has shifted in this direction. It turned out to be uh, an MSD issue, and they went in and fixed. Um, but in this, yeah, if, if the neighbor hasn't done anything, that's an apple pie diplomacy kind of thing. But I'd go with a plan and a pie. I can't just go say, oh, hey, I want you to fix my problem. Uh, you know, if it's, uh, I know in my backyard, we had a bit of a lake. Uh, we had it filled. Uh, uh, they came in, filled it, seeded, sodded, or didn't sod, seeded it. And uh, now we have a nice backyard without a pond. If you sell, will you have to disclose that you had a backyard that had a lake in it at one time? Just curious. Uh, a lake? It depends on. Yeah. I mean, if you just had, you know, 10 inches of rain and it's piled up there for a day or two, that's one thing. If after every, you know, quarter inch rain, you have standing water, that might be an issue. I have seen it uh, where it, that a sale has literally been set aside mm. uh, because the back part of the uh, property would flood uh anytime it rained whatsoever got it. Uh, and it, yeah. so yeah got it all right i just want to see how you would handle something like that uh andrew listen carefully to this question it comes from sandy who wrote us and this is kind of an interesting question i've never seen this on our show and if you're new by the way to our radio show when we talk about uh pie diplomacy i'm just thinking about this you may not realize what chuck is talking about is either buy or bake a pie and walk it over to your neighbor and then ask once you hand it to the neighbor, hey, do you mind doing this or that and see if that can't help smooth the way for a, a yes from them? That's backyard or, or pie diplomacy. I'm, I, I would certainly be willing to talk to someone about any issue if they bring pie. May not change my mind, but we'll talk about it like two human beings over pie. There you go. There may be a cup like of coffee that. or tea. Yeah, I knew you would. All right, so Sandy writes us, She's a 53-year-old full-time professional and in a rather fortunate but tricky situation. She says she wants our help. She says her 15-year fixed mortgage is coming to an end on May in May 2023. And after which, she is not sure whether she should remortgage and use the money for a deposit on a second property or just buy the property with its own mortgage. I have a theory. Chuck may have a theory on this, but Andrew, how would you answer this from a mortgage position? You know, I, I think that really depends, right? Um, what do her bank accounts look like? Can you put 20% down um, on the rental property without pulling equity out of your home? Um, you know, also, what what do those secondary um, or, or um, investment property rates look like. I mean, any any investment property that you buy um, with a mortgage, that interest rate is going to be higher than a primary residence. So, um, on your total expenses, you know, can can you offset um, some of that higher interest rate um, by doing like a cash out refinance, putting more down, and taking the lower owner occupied rate on your own home? Got it. Okay. So, Chuck, do you have a, a thought on this before I give you mine? Well, it's not so much a legal issue at all. Yeah, um, no, I get that. Yeah. Oh, let's hear yours. I was going to say, check with your accountant or financial planner, because they can advise you whether you need an interest rate deduction, 
which is what refinancing or uh, creating a new mortgage on another house. Because I think it's all based on, and, and many things are true what you talk about, but it's also based on what your financial position is and how you want it to be as you're near retirement. So that would be my suggestion. I think that it's important. By the way, if uh, you want to talk about selling your home, easy to do. You can uh, reach out and call me at 376-5483 or go to bobsellmyhome.com. And then there's uh, ways to do it, ways to reach out to me. And certainly uh, we'd love to talk to you and just set up a free, no obligation meeting. Barbara has a question specifically for you, Chuck. She says, my mom passed away in January of 2018. My sister and I are joint heirs to the property and we have file uh, filed an order determining homestead i'm not sure what that means do you know what that means as an attorney we have a Um, filed a filed order determining homestead okay Okay. that's the issue that only relates to in kentucky uh, only to a bit of a tax exemption and if you're in federal court doing bankruptcy there's a homestead exemption so i'm not sure exactly what they're talking about well here's where it gets tricky she says, on February 2019, my sister went behind Barbara's back and filed a quit claim deed, signing my mom as the first party and she's being, she being the second party. I was told, apparently, she said by an attorney to file a petition setting aside the deed. I told my sister that I found out what she did. She said she was told the only way to correct this was to file another quit claim deed and add my name on it. And she's wondering, is this correct? You know, when we all think about how our day is going on a, a Sunday, think about pro- people who have problems like this, which this is tough with the sister going behind the back, quit claim deeds with deeds going back and forth. Chuck, is there enough information there for you to give us an idea of what she really needs to do? Not Really? Because I mean, was the sister trying to commit fraud? Was, that's what that's what I think the intent was in the email she said. Yeah, and you always hear that from one side. Um, I'm saying that, not saying that lying. I'm just saying that maybe yeah. they misunderstood or there's some emotion involved. Um, so, with that aside, I mean, if there's fraud, if it's a crime, you call the police, um, and then uh, you know get your lawyer and file the lawsuits as the case may be. But if the sister's willing to correct the issue, mm-hmm. uh, well, obviously a deed from mom who's been dead for four years to her is is invalid. That's not a real deed. Uh, so the way I would handle it is uh, get an affidavit of dissent. Uh, put that together saying these are all the heirs of this lady who passed and that this is her property and then get a deed from the two of them to the two of them uh, which of course would include spouses if there are any Uh, and then that sets everything to right so if there's no crime that's trying to be committed it was just stupidity uh, that would be kind of the way to set it right if there was an attempt at a crime eh, there might be other directions to go and then you have to decide after you get this straightened out, how do you mend the sister's relationships oh, with each other? Yeah. That's, that's a tough thing. Yeah. I started practicing. My mom and dad wanted me to do something. Uh, and uh, I get in front of Judge Potter and he sits me down and he says, you know, Chuck, uh, no matter which way you go with this, you got to handle it very gently because you still have to see him on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You hope. Right. You got it. <laughs> All right, we, we move back over to you, Andrew. This one's coming in. Dave has an interesting question. He's a first-time home buyer, and he's wondering, how does he qualify for a loan? What exactly is the process 
pretty simple question, but for a first-time home buyer, it could be kind of daunting. What's the easy answer and how he qualifies for a loan? Other yeah. than just picking up a phone and calling a loan officer. Yeah, I mean, so the first step is usually to fill out a loan application. Um, it does take 15 minutes or so. A lot of lenders have online applications that they can send you. You can do them on your own time or you can get on the phone with a lender. We'll take one over the phone. I'll take one over the phone, typically. Um, you know, the information is just, you know, name, date of birth, social security number so that we can pull your credit. Um housing history, two years, uh, work history, things like that, just so that we can get to know your your situation um, a, a little bit better. Um, and then we'll, we'll look through the credit report. We'll look through your earnings. We'll collect things like pay stubs, W-2s, things like that uh, to get a better picture of your income um, and your debts and your, your total financial situation. Um, you know, that that's really how the initial consultation goes. So, Okay. Simple enough for us, but Hopefully for Dave, it's now giving him a clear path of how he needs to um, move forward. We're going to take a break. When we come back, a questioner from one of our listeners, and Chuck, this is for you. Just think about this for a moment. A power company wants to cut down trees on Samantha's property. Can Samantha legally stop the power company from cutting, trimming, and cutting down trees? We'll answer that question with Chuck in just a moment. But uh, first, a reminder, you're listening to the Louisville Real Estate Show, and with us is Chuck Crosby from the Crosby Law Offices, and his number is 499-6360. Andrew Wilson is in for Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial, and you can reach Andrew at 270-933-2280. And you can reach me, Bob Sekoler, anytime on my cell phone to help you sell your home or find another home at 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 2636-2. Equal for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran, 
and I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling Louisville, Bob and Greg would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. And continuing with us, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. They do a great job of getting you closed, and you can pick the closing attorney that you want, and I would highly suggest you give Chuck a call. Also, in for Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial is Andrew Wilson. He's a loan officer over there, and you can reach him directly at 270-933-2280, and you can reach me, Bob Sekoler, anytime on my cell phone at 376-5483. You may have heard the new Barbara Corcoran commercial run just a few minutes ago. We love Barbara. Greg and I were up to see her, oh, a month or so ago, had a great time. And we've got a video coming out on the making of this new commercial that will be airing down the road on TV uh, coming out very soon. So a listener asks us, uh, power company wants to cut down his uh, her trees in the backyard uh, to make room for the power lines. I guess they may have cut power in the neighborhood once or twice. And she's wondering, can she legally stop the power company, Chuck, from cutting down the leaves? The uh, if, if there is an easement... And I cannot imagine a scenario where there's not an easement mm, mm-hmm. that allows the utility company to go through and uh, maintain its uh, uh, systems, then no, she can't do anything about it. They have the right to be there. They have the right to use it. They have the right to make sure that their stuff is uh, operating properly. That, and that's just the long and the short of it. And just to boot, uh, a lot of people piggyback onto those things, like the cable companies piggyback on top of the utility easements. Uh, so they may also have uh, rights in that case. Uh, but yeah, if, the, if LG needs to come through and cut down some branches, not a whole lot you can do. Got it. Okay. Interesting. And may I just add a word that your neighbors will probably be very thankful. I know you won't as the homeowner, but the neighbors will if their power has gone off multiple yeah. times that they're taking care of the problem. So, you know, there's always a, there's two sides to every issue. All right. So we move Andrew over to you. Uh, Brad is a Dave Ramsey follower and is wondering how much of a home can he, Brad, afford? So Dave Ramsey, in case you don't know, suggests that a monthly mortgage payment would be 25% or less of the monthly take-home pay that you earn as a, a new homeowner. So, for example, if Brad uh, own, earns 5000 a month, good for him, uh, the mortgage payment should be no more than $1,250. So that's the 25%. So what do mortgage companies think of Dave's thinking? Andrew, what do you say? So, so we deal a lot in gross instead of net. Um, and typically, they'll say uh, your, your front-end ratio on an FHA loan should be below 40. Um, that's not a hard rule. Wait, wait, wait. Um, 40%? 40%? What, uh, give us a little more detail there. Yeah, of your, of your monthly gross income. Got it. Okay. Um, so with that, you know, you've got to look at your total monthly expenses as well. Um, you know, if, if your car is paid off, if you don't have a credit card, um, if your total monthly expenses are lower, you might be able to bring that house payment up. You know, if you've got a lot of student debt, 
that you're paying on. If you've got a lot of credit cards, um, things like that, you know, I mean, I mean, really that number moves, right? Yeah. Uh, based off of how much debt do you have other than the housing expense? How much are you comfortable affording? Um, I mean, a, a home is an investment, right? It's, um, it, it appreciates in value over the years. Um, typically, you know, we, we, have, we have debt ratios that we follow, uh, but I think the picture is, is a little bit bigger than, you know, how, how much house. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I got you. The monthly early earnings. Now, Dave Ramsey's very conservative. He's actually gone bankrupt once or twice in his lifetime. So I, what I would tell you, uh, it, and I think Andrew's on the right track, is really sit down with the loan officer and see what their guidelines are and then see how you feel if you're comfortable with a certain payment and make sure, obviously, that it would be approved by a mortgage company or a loan officer and their group. I think that's the simplest way to do it, don't you think, Andrew? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, we move forward. Uh, Chuck Tony is asking. He says, "I'm looking for a property to buy. He only has thirty thousand dollars, but doesn't know what steps to take. He's asking, does he need a realtor, or should he hire an attorney? Go out on his own, find the property, and then hire an attorney to close it. Thirty thousand dollars not a whole lot in today's market. How would you advise it, Chuck?" Well, in this case, uh, if you're the buyer and you're looking for property, you get a realtor, you're not the one paying the realtor. Mm -hmm. uh, so by all means, get a realtor. That's who finds houses for you. Uh, my understanding is the statistics are the realtor earns his value. Uh, so, you know, you're going to get a better house. Uh, you're going to have more opportunity to, you know, get the experience from somebody who's done this on a number of occasions. I get people calling me all the time and say, Hey, uh, you know, I don't want to use a realtor, but I need to find a house. It's like, well, get the realtor. You're not paying them. The, yeah. the seller's going to be paying for them. Uh, now there are of course situations where that might be reversed, but typically that's the best route to go. Um, and it, attorney, I'm not going to be able to find you a house. Uh, that's just not what I do. I'm not a salesman. I don't, you know, that's what realtors were created for. Yeah. You don't have access to the multiple listing service, yeah. which has all the things. All right. Good. Exactly. Answer. Yep. We move forward back over to Andrew. Pamela, first time home buyer is writing us. What is the difference between being pre-qualified and being pre-approved? A lot of people, including some realtors I know, intermix those two words, pre-approval and pre-qualified. How would you define both of those, Andrew? Yeah, so it's really how and how deep we delve into the information that you give us, right? So pre-qualification is, um, you know, I'm asking how much do you make and you're just telling me and I'm taking your word for it based off of the information that you gave me, um, this is what you qualify for, right? On a pre-approval, I'm taking that information and then I'm actually getting bank statements, I'm getting pay stubs, I'm getting W-2s, I'm verifying that the information that you gave me is correct, and then I can write a pre-approval based off of my findings. So a pre-approval is, is one step further than a pre-qualification. Um, it's, it's verifying that what the information that you've given us is true and, it, and it's more solid. Andrew, will the letter that is produced by the mortgage company or like yourself as a loan officer say whether it's a pre-approval or pre-qualification? They, they should specify because those are two different things. I'll tell you, especially right now, I'm not doing pre-qualifications. I'm only doing pre-approvals. Um, I mean, if you want a letter with my signature on it, I, I do want to verify uh, that everything's correct. My letters do say pre-approval um, on them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, they should specify. And for sellers, take note, when you get a, a letter from a mortgage company, if you're selling your home and your agent presents you with the letter, 
the pre-approval is a much stronger letter showing that the loan officer on the other side has done some due diligence in verifying the information that's been given to them. Am I correct on that, Andrew? Just that's correct. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. We move forward. Okay, Chuck, this is a tough one. I'm not sure how you're going to handle this or what you're going to say, so this is really interesting. Avery wrote us an email saying, my aunt passed away, gave her house to my uncle. I guess that's uh, the aunt's brother in her will. She left her belongings to Avery, but the uncle refuses to let Avery in the house to get the items that belong to him based on what the will says. He's wondering what he can do. I have not heard this question in all the years we've been doing this show. Thoughts? First thought is, well, if there's a will and it should be probated because a will that's not probated is really just kind of a piece of paper. It doesn't mm -hmm. do all for you. So if it's uh, been probated, that means you're in front of a judge. The cool thing about being in front of a judge is you can say, hey, the executor of the estate is not doing his job. It says this stuff is supposed to come to me. It hadn't come to me. And then the judge tells the executor to do his job. I presume the uncle is the executor, uh, but he may not be. Uh, if yeah. the uncle executor uh, and is refusing to follow the terms of the will, then the judge can actually fine him. Mm. Um, there's, there's all kinds of things you can do if the probate's going on. Um, the practical issue is going to be, uh, well, you know, that's, you know, the couch that she owned. Well, maybe he'll say, no, it's not. It's the couch that I brought in. Then mm. it's a matter of proof. Okay. But the proof goes in front of the judge and if there's, you know, if you've got a will being probated, then you are in front of that judge. Get an attorney and go after it. All right. Complicated, but there's a path. Yeah. It's I, really not that complicated. Not, okay. About, if, what if it was cash in a bank account? I mean, and the executor's just not writing the check. I mean, clearly, you'd go to the judge and say, hey, the executor's not doing his job. And then there's all kinds of penalty. Uh, that can be applied and brought to bear if the executor is not uh, performing properly. Got it. If you're thinking about selling, by the way, we have a free, no obligation at selling your home. We have a free, no obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. If you'd like a copy, send me an email, Bob at com, and put selling tips in the subject line. All right. I think this is the final question. Madeline is about to buy a new home, Andrew, but is currently searching for a mortgage She's heard from friends that if she chooses an FHA mortgage, she'll be less likely to get the offer approved by the seller. She's wondering if that's true and why is that a problem? So we hear this all the time. What's your take on it as a loan officer, FHA versus conventional versus even VA? An FHA loan is, is a great product, right? It is insured by federal housing. It's backed by federal housing. So it is a government-backed loan. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the inspections, uh, the appraisal, it, it is a little more in depth. I don't think those are bad things. Uh, an FHA loan is a great loan. Um, so. Yeah, it's just, we hear, I mean, from a, as a seller's agent, I hear on a regular basis from people that, um, I don't want to work with an FHA loan. There's just an extra hurdles to go through. Um, Chuck, do you see more conventional than FHA loans coming through on your desk for closing? 
Yeah, I'd say it uh, looks like, at least from my view, FHA's yeah. uh, slow, has slowed down significantly. But then the market is changing here. Yep. Um, yeah, right. I mean, you know, it, it's just a matter of whose market is it. Is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? Um, so, you know, that's, that's the way I see it. No, I think you're right on targets there. I think we're still, by the way, folks, we're still in a seller's market. We're, we're, we've got a ways to go before we become a buyer's market. But with the Fed raising short-term rates, interest rates above 6%, we still have uh, plenty of homes on the market. And this could be a recovery down the road very quickly. We just don't know. It's up in the air. I wish we had a crystal ball and said, okay, this is what's going to happen. We just don't. But that's what you're here for, to listen to the show, because weekly, every Sunday, we have the latest information that's occurring within the real estate industry, both locally and nationally. We are out of time. My thanks to my buddy Chuck Crosby over at the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. I'll be seeing you, Chuck, in person this coming week with a couple of closings on your desk. Also here in for Randy Rocky over at Swine Financial, Andrew Wilson, who's over at Swan. And you can reach Andrew directly on his cell phone at 270-933-2280. And you can reach me if you're thinking about selling a home. I have no problem coming out talking to you about what you can do, how to do it, what the plan is, what it looks like. It's free, no obligation. All you got to do is uh, call me at, uh, on my cell phone, 376 5483 is my direct phone number. That's 376-5483. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.